Hi, dear listeners. Welcome to another episode of Immigrant Duo. I'm Nicole from the U.S. And I'm Keith from South Korea. In this episode, we'll be discussing our experiences living as an international couple in a third country. Can you explain what a third country is exactly? Yeah, so um, a third country in our case means that we're both from two different countries, the U.S. and South Korea. And now we live in a totally different country that neither of us are from. We lived together in South Korea for almost seven years, but now things have changed a little bit and have required a few adjustments in our relationship since moving to Germany together. Well, before we get into that, we're going to start with our first segment on happy hour. Today, we are trying out my favorite beer. Quote unquote beer. Yeah. Beer, which is actually not allowed to be called as a beer at all in Germany. But why is that? As I mentioned a little last week, there's a law called the German Beer Purity Law, or in German, which I will probably butcher, Reinheitsgebot. This is apparently the oldest food and drink regulation in the world since it was implemented in like 1516, which is what, over 500 years ago now? Crazy. So weird. But it basically means that fermented beverages labeled as beer must have only four ingredients max. Malt, hops, water, and yeast is okay now too. So if something is labeled as beer in Germany, it has to meet this three to four ingredient standard. So what non-beer are we drinking today? We're gonna drink a Rattler. It's made up of 50% of beer and 50% of lemonade or some other juice. The brand name is Tumbro. Tumbro? I think it's Tum... which I think comes from west side of Germany near Dusseldorf and I'm not sure how old this brand is but design looks like it's been the same since at least the 80s actually the beer they use only includes malt, hops and water so it does follow purity law but since it's half lemonade the packaging itself doesn't say beer on the can but it just labeled as a natur rattler. Yeah, so when I picked this up at the store today, it was only about like 50 cents for 500 mils, which makes sense since it's only like half a beer, so it's about half the price. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think of this brand, like this specific rattler? Well, I generally like all kind of rattler that I tried so far, but this one has actually more like mild. The beer was less stronger than other rattler, and the lemonade part more like more emphasized so it was actually more easy to drink to me it's, it's more like juice which is perfect for after work yeah it was really refreshing because today it hit like 84 degrees fahrenheit what was it like 29 degrees celsius mm-hmm. it was pretty hot today well, probably one of the hottest days we've had so far this summer yeah so like i want to rate one of 10 scale seven because it was pretty good, but still, at least the beer part was more emphasized. Yeah, that's what I didn't like about it myself. So what made you unhappy this week? Well, like today, like we, we recently moved out and we have to do Anmeldung. The Anmeldung is our house register to the government office, bureaucracy. Yeah, it literally means registration. Yeah, and I hate it. Why do we have to go with appointment? Yeah, that's what confuses me because when I originally came here, like there's the first Anmeldung appointment, but then you also have to adjust our ID cards, which is a different thing, even though it should be like the same. It means the German bureaucracy is not working together. Yeah, it does feel really separate. Yeah, I don't like it. It doesn't make it really... It's not cross-functional. In Korea, you have one appointment and then you're done, right? Yeah, I mean, we can even do it online these days. Although, when I had my my immigration ID card in Korea, I think I had to change that separately, didn't we? 
I mean, in your case, right, the Korean government has to track your location. So, right, you had to change. It was kind of regulation, but I think... It's probably the same here then. But what you are doing here is, like, everybody has to do, it seems like. But I think it's similar to in Korea, where I had to change the address on my immigration card, too. Yeah, but in Korea, we actually did in one appointment, in one office. That's true. We did just have to go to like the local neighborhood office and we didn't have to wait weeks or months for an appointment either. Yeah, you can wait like two minutes something. Crazy. So that's what's stressing you out. You have to make that appointment. Yeah, I have did to you make do an that? appointment. What, the agency? Yeah. No, we would have to pay because the contract from my company, the relocation was actually ended because we got the residence permit. But I still rather pay for that. Wow, that, that's stressing me out too. Yeah. So what do you think about the Rattler? I kind of agree with you that it's watery. Yeah, it feels really watered to me. Like I don't taste any beer at all. And then like the lemonade flavor is pretty light too. So I feel like for 50 cents, it was fine. But also in general, it's not my favorite. You really like Rattler, don't you? It's like one of your favorites. Yeah, I think I like Rattler more than beer. You're definitely a sweet drink kind of guy. Yeah, but I also like strong beer flavor Rattler because I can taste flavor of the beer and also taste lemonade. Yeah, I feel like every Rattler I've had, I can only taste lemonade. I've never been able to taste any beer taste. Like, it may be super mild, like, alcohol flavor. So for the rating, I would probably give it a 6 out of 10. Like, it's not bad. Like he said, it's really refreshing in this weather, in the summer. It's just really nice to have. And it's it's only, like, half the normal alcohol percentage of beer. It's, mm-hmm. like, only 2.5 instead of 5%. So it's pretty light if you don't want to, like, get too tired too early in the evening or whatever from drinking too much alcohol. And what made you unhappy? Everything made me unhappy. Everything. And here's why. Okay, so like he said, we moved. We moved to another short-term apartment because it's really impossible to find long-term apartments unless you know somebody or you have a full-time job amount of hours to kill to make applications and check the website over and over again and all this stuff. And we don't speak any German, so that definitely makes a big difference. But it's just very difficult to find affordable housing now. Like like in most of the world, but like it's cutthroat. You will send in 500 applications and maybe be lucky enough to get one apartment long term. So we've just moved to another short term apartment because it's like first even like 500 euros per month. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit farther outside of the city center. Well, that was stressful. Not only that, but it's finals this week. So I have all these projects, including this podcast that I don't feel like editing for eight hours, but will probably take me about eight hours to edit because the first episode did because it was a disaster. So that plus moving, plus I had to pack all our shit, unpack everything. We had to move stuff. And then Bobo, our cat, was screaming until 5 a.m. the night we moved. So I'm pretty much like dead and I still have another final project that I have to work on that's going to take probably a full 24 hours to finish. And I have not started it at all just getting used to a new place like there are some good things about this place but overall like just moving in general is stressful i felt kind of sad because we are moving further outside of the city center so there's like nothing around here we're still in berlin but it's like the b zone so there's a lot of trees which is nice we have a little balcony by some trees so there's a lot of birds and you can hear the rustling of the leaves but there's nothing to do and it's just like it feels like living in the suburbs of a city even though it's not the suburbs quite yet well that's it Now, let's move on to talking about our experiences living as a couple in a totally different country than our own countries. Yeah, good idea. Okay, so I made a list of questions here because I wasn't really sure how to go about this. The first question I have is, before moving to Germany, did you ever think about or imagine moving to a country that was unfamiliar to both of us? 
Uh, I was actually, you know, considering it. If you live in the U.S., then it's your country, and if you live in South Korea, then it's my country. For both of us, it's not fair. So maybe, like, for to be a fair, you know, we can go to like totally different country. But I didn't know it would be a Germany. So just kind of like a general, like maybe we move somewhere. Some random country we don't know about yeah. someday. Yeah. For me, I definitely did. When I first got married to Ki, I was part of a Facebook group that was like foreign women married to Korean men, where a lot of women were like, th there's such a cultural difference between Korean culture and like most Western cultures that a lot of the women were there just to kind of like adjust to living in Korea, but also living in Korea with a Korean like in laws and husband and possibly children, like trying to integrate into society. So, anyway, I was a part of that. I think that was like a common topic, so it's always kind of been on my mind. Because living in Korea, I felt like it was easier in some ways, but I also felt like I was at a disadvantage a lot because everything seemed so easy for you. But I also kind of imagined like moving to a new country where both of us kind of struggled a little bit and maybe it would bring us like closer together. But I, you know, it was just kind of like randomly imagining. It was never my plan. Yeah. We were, we were planning on moving back to the U.S. at some point. And then the pandemic hit and we decided to stay in Korea. And then we ended up moving to Germany kind of accidentally. So how do you feel living in Germany where neither of us speak the language? <laughs> oh, well, I traveled in Germany several times and like, but I actually never been here, Berlin. But like other cities, it's actually uncomfortable with only English. In other cities that you actually have to stay, I mean, you, ha you actually have to speak German. So have you learned any German yet? Well, I'm trying to run like different words every day. So today I went to the grocery store. Yeah. And I have a lot of anxiety in the grocery store, no matter what country I'm in. It was a new layout in the grocery store. And I was, already, I was just like, I'm just going to take my time. And I'm just going to relax. But every time I get to the checkout, especially in Germany, because the cashiers are really quick. And when I'm alone, I feel like overwhelmed. It's really not a big deal, but my brain just doesn't work properly. So the cashier, she just literally, she just said payback. And I knew that that meant, do you have a payback card, like a rewards card? And I, I could not, in that moment, my brain, I was just like, I wanted to say no. I wanted to say "Anyo" in Korean. I do that all the time here. I wanted to say no in Korean. And so my brain was like, it was about to say "Anyo," And I was like, that's wrong. It's fucking wrong. Like, don't do that. You're going to embarrass yourself. So I just was like shaking my head. And then I finally, I was just like, no in English. <laughs> because I was like, what is the word for no in German? And I'm like, I know the word for no. Everyone knows the word no in German. Nine. <laughs> Nine danke. That's fun. So yeah, that was uh, that's my experience with learning German. My brain's like, nope, just panic. Just panic for absolutely no reason. Well, it happens sometimes to me too. Do you have any concrete plans to learn German? As you recommend before, like, I'm trying to use Duolingo so I can start with super basic German. Have you tried it yet? No, been busy. The first week that I got here, I was like, yeah, I'm going to learn German. I'm going to study it every day. So I did for like two days and then I haven't, I haven't studied it since. And it's been like seven months almost. Yeah, I mean, like we were, we were both busy because of your school and because of my work. And yeah. like a lot of projects are going on from my side. So like I actually didn't have time to see something. And like when I get home, I don't want to do German study because I'm already exhausted. Plus, like, just in general, like, getting used to a new culture is hard enough as it is without having to also do language on top of that. Yeah, right. We don't have to rush. Like, we didn't even make a decision that we we're going to settle down here. How do you feel that living in a third country has affected our relationship? 
Well, I think living in a third country is not actually changes something because as you said before, I think my life is focused on my work first. I think it's my nature. I think this is my culture and I'm kind of born in this way. But German culture is actually affecting us because I have more free time. Work and life balance is supported and forced by government law. So I have to follow. Like I want to finish my work. I cannot conduct my work by myself. Like when I try to do a little bit more than like I look back and everybody already went home. So like I'm forced to take a rest. And I think it's actually helpful. I do think that's a major part. I come from the US, you come from South Korea, which are both work obsessed cultures where uh -huh. like work is who you are as a person. Yeah. So like moving to Germany and forcing you to do work as work, but mm -hmm. not work as your life is really nice. There is how many days per year are you mandated? 30 days. So you have literally at over a month, that's like six full weeks of vacation if you include weekends, right? Yeah. Which is crazy, but like awesome because True. you would you would never take a vacation otherwise because like in our countries, the work is created to make you feel guilty if you take time off, even if you deserve to take, everyone deserves to take time off. Mm -hmm. Even if you work your ass off, you're still going to have to feel mm -hmm. this pressure from the company, from your colleagues to keep working too hard and not taking a break. But like in Germany, still... In Korea and America, you feel guilty because like your colleagues have to work more. In Germany, as I work, when I work, it's the same. But they cannot say anything because it's protected by law. And if they say something, then like they can fight. Yeah, I guess that's like, true. It this is law, and why are you like violating the law? Yeah. Something like that. So like maybe that's why like people are just hiding behind the law and being selfish. That kind of things is like I can see through the German culture. Oh, well, I think you need to be selfish. Otherwise, people will work you to the bone until you're in your grave. Yeah, but like, like some people are using that. Just like super selfish people can be a uh, super more selfish. And he's protected by law. He's playing with the law. So like that kind of things, when I see a dick can be a super dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, no matter what system you have, there's always going to be people who abuse it yeah but i mean it seems like most of the people you work with are not going to be abusing it yeah right actually a lot of people are nice but some bad effect like one black swan is gonna make like super obvious and like highlight it or just one drop of ink black ink is spread it in the water then everyone the whole water looks like a gray or black water it's like that it's just that kind of effect that kind of things makes me very, very uncomfortable. Does it affect you at your work? Well, I've seen it and I can feel that because of that one person and whole team seems like the whole team synergy is like shaking. But not in this company, like, like another German company. So it doesn't really directly affect you? Yeah, right, right now, company right now is okay. But the before German company that I worked in Korea. Yeah, when you're on the other side, you didn't have any of the benefits working for a German company in Korea because you were yeah. forced to work like a Korean while the yeah. Germans on the other side were just like, let me just take a month vacation and yeah. just say, fuck it all. Who cares what happens? Yeah. I get that. but like, They were just like that. Like We were working together. The company should know to have people in place to take care of that job. The German company you worked for in Korea, they exploited everyone. They exploited you and all your Korean coworkers because they made you all do like the jobs of three people, especially you. You were doing three people's jobs. 
and then a lot of your coworkers also worked a lot and then you know there's a lot of miscommunication between the two countries mm-hmm. you were on the really bad end of it but now that you're on the good end you yourself don't abuse it none of the people you work with seem to abuse it right mm-hmm. and it's good it's all good for you now no i appreciate it you're back to you're you're on the right side mm-hmm. finally yeah escape mordor it only took what 5 6 years yeah so do you regret leaving korea no actually i don't like this is my life turning point if you ask me if i want to go back to korea then yeah i miss a lot of things in korea yeah but i don't regret that i left korea this is very very good experience that everybody will be nice to experience It probably helps that you work with a lot of other people from other countries. Yeah. So there's a lot of diversity where you work, and mm-hmm. everyone is pretty new because the company itself is pretty new here. And so all of you have that kind of camaraderie. That you're all in this together. Yeah. You all come from different countries. You're all struggling to get used to here. Yeah. Like nobody knows what the fuck is going on here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Let's get it together. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so I feel like it's a good balance yeah. in chaos because everyone's. Yeah. Every, nobody knows what's going yeah, on. Right. We win together. We die together. Yeah. For me, I definitely don't regret leaving Korea. Like I said, I was working my permanent residency there right before we left, but I never actually wanted to stay there. I just didn't want to like divorce you and go back to the US by myself. And I I couldn't imagine myself living there forever. Yeah, you know, I imagine like getting old there and I couldn't imagine it. I feel like here in Germany, I can kind of imagine getting old here, which is a good sign. You know, when I first moved to Korea, it took me probably two full years to like really fully adjust to it. Moving here, I feel like I've done that before, so I'm already kind of used to being uncomfortable, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I, it definitely does take a while to adjust to everything because everything is different. So overall, you'd say that you like living here more than Korea. I don't know actually, but for long term, like if you have to choose to settle down, objectively, the Germany is better than U.S. or Korea because we are socially protected by government law. And the pension system is kind of seems better to me. So, yeah. I don't think I ever want to live in Korea again, but I do like possibly living in the U.S. someday. But overall, as far as the U.S. policies go and lack of national healthcare and human rights, I kind of feel like meh, pass. Especially if we had to move somewhere like Texas or Florida or Alabama. So it really would depend on where I lived. But also, I'm not really sure that I want to live in the U.S. Unless I became a rich person for some reason, I feel like the U.S. is a great place to live if you're wealthy. Mm-hmm. But if not, it's better to live here. So, can you think of any like specific experiences you've had where both of us, since we're in a third country, kind of don't know what's going on and we feel kind of lost or confused together? Remember, like when you're going to the outlet, the west side, yeah, and like the broadcast says something, and everybody just left, and like we don't understand any German. We're like, what the fuck is going on here? Why everybody leaving? Like, should we follow them? <laughs> yeah, we were on the RE1, yeah. trying to go to like all the way to the west side of Berlin, and we were mm. on the east side. And then like we'd only been in Germany for a little while. I think I had only been there for like a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. You had been there for about a month, and we we're with your coworker and his family. None of us really speak German except for their son. <laughs> yeah. And their son is like, how old is he? Like yeah. seven. I think eight or nine something. Yeah, but he like can speak three different languages, and so they asked him what the announcement said, and he knew what it said, and none of us, none of the adults, knew what yeah. was going on. <laughs> so like you were funny. asking. Yeah, and then yeah. you asked a random lady. Oh yeah. And she looked like she was about in her fifties. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, she said she didn't speak English very well. And she looked, like, embarrassed. And I felt really bad because, yeah. like, we don't speak German, but we're in Germany, you know? Yeah. She was actually speaking English pretty well. Yeah, that too. I feel like, you know, people say they're not good at speaking English, but they actually, as long as you can understand them, it's good to yeah, me. I feel sorry. I'm sorry. I cannot speak any German. <laughs> yeah. That was really confusing. And then I just kept following you guys, you yeah. and your coworker, because I was like, I don't know what's going on. Everything's weird to me. I don't know. We did make it, though, eventually. Yeah. We were a little bit late, but we made it. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the most distinct experience I can think of where both of us were, like, really confused and lost and didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. I can't think of any others. Can you? We're just like, when we are going somewhere and something obstacle we encounter, then maybe we just follow them. Like people are going here, a lot of people are going here, so we are we are following the dominant. Yeah. <laughs> then we will know <laughs> we will we will go somewhere. People are laughing. Yeah. I feel like so far we've had it easy because we did have that relocation company helping us do everything so far, yeah. and like our short term apartments has been through a company that they speak to us in English. Mm -hmm. But like once we have to try to find long term apartment or go to the new Anmeldung appointment. Mm -hmm. That's going to be confusing if we don't have a translator with us. True. So I feel like, like so far know, it's been super easy. Do. I can make an Anmeldung appointment, but I don't know what to do either. About our ID cards, I don't know why we have to go there to change our address. So yeah, I guess the confusing moments are yet to come. Well, we'll see. Or we'll be kicked out. <laughs> Live on the streets. Yeah. Right outside where yeah. you work. Yeah. So you just walk to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> living in a trailer there's back. a lot of farms around there aren't there <laughs> yeah just live in a field collect bottles mm -hmm. well i think now we have to move on to our next segment the final one which is called something missing something new we're each going to share something that we miss from our own country's culture and also something new we're loving in germany what's something you miss from korea this week well i miss korean you know the bureaucrat infrastructure like, they did have the best infrastructure. In, in, wow, infrastructure. Yeah, right. Can do pretty much everything by internet, and even though we have to visit in person, then like we normally can finish it soon, except immigration thing. So like this kind of like registering or just changing the address in my ID card. Getting official documents in your mail, but your mailbox has to have your name on it, has to match, otherwise they won't deliver it. Yeah, these kind of things is very, very uncomfortable, and I miss, like, Korean convenient system. I miss that. Yeah, the one good positive part of Korean work culture is that everything is really fast and done really quickly. Yeah. Which can be a disadvantage at times, but when you need documents or whatever, everything's super fast. Like, mm -hmm. the U.S. is really slow in comparison to... It's not as slow as Germany. Well, to get your green card, it would have taken a year and a half. So that's pretty slow. Yeah. You request passport in Korea and you can take it tomorrow. That's crazy. Or the day after tomorrow. Wow. Two days in the U.S. unless you pay for expedited. I think it's like two months. Why? Maybe they, six weeks. I'm are, not they, sure. are they manufacturing passport by hand? I think it's because the U.S. is a big place, a lot, a big population compared to the to Korea, but also they only have like one or two passport production facilities. It's because it doesn't have to be fast. That's just the only reason the government's like, let's just be slow. Nobody can do anything about it. So whatever. Even though we pay $150 for a passport. Last I checked, it's probably gone up due to inflation, but $150, two months 200 is... if you want to expedite it to like four weeks. Two months is too much. Like they're pro 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 
procrast procrastinating. Yeah, procrastinating and just get lazy. Yeah, I definitely do miss Korea's speediness. They were very good about that. Yeah, if somebody work like that in Korea, then people will say he doesn't work, she doesn't work. Yeah, but people also don't have vacation much vacation, or they rarely rarely take vacation, or if they do, it's like maybe a week. I'm pretty sure when you took vacation, it was well, it was probably what two weeks total out of the year, including sick days. Yeah, like almost half, like 15 days annually, probably. So, what's something that you're enjoying in Germany this week? Something new, fun? Well, our house. Like, I actually never had this kind of the rear terrace. Balcony, and I can feel the nature so they're close. So, like, this is very new to me, and I like it. It's very peaceful, and it helps my anxiety. Yeah, reduces stress. Yeah. Last night, we just sat on, on the balcony, and we're right next to a bunch of trees, so we were just listening to them rustle softly in the wind as the evening cooled off after a hot day, and we're just relaxing. Yeah. Very comfortable. I like it. I really like it. And Bubble likes it too. She likes to hang out outside and take naps and stare at birds. Mm -hmm. How about you? Well, for something I missed from the U.S. this week, I don't even remember. What did I say last week? I don't know. What did you say? I think I said diners. <laughs> I said diners. Yeah. <laughs> this week I miss, it's always food. You miss popsicle. No, because they have popsicles here. I bought them today. Oh, uh, no. I mean the sluffy. Slushy? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a teenager anymore. Don't miss Slurpees. I want to pick something non-food related. A big house. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're right. I am missing the size of the U.S. houses. Not the massive ones. But I was, I was on TikTok the other day and I saw two videos, two separate videos. And one woman was, was saying that her 800 square foot apartment was tiny. 800 square feet is like... 800? Uh, in meters, what is that? 74 square meters. Okay. 62. Yeah. The biggest apartment we ever lived in was about 675 square feet. And that's the biggest. And that was for a family of four in South Korea. So, like, it's... It's bigger. Bigger than any apartment we've ever lived in. And mm. it, she also was only had a husband. She's like, oh, yeah, the only way I can decorate my, ha my apartment is because it's so tiny. And I'm just like, what? And then I saw another woman and she was like, yeah, the 1,000... The thousand square foot house that we live in is just too small for me and my husband and our three cats. The apartment we live in now is insanely overpriced. And it's like a studio apartment. This one that we're living in right now is probably 300 square feet. Maybe 250. But yeah, it's tiny. And this is not the smallest apartment we've ever lived in. So that's just wild to me. It's just like how out of touch I think a lot of people in the U.S. are when they're used to U.S. size apartments and houses. Um, so I definitely miss that myself because... Honestly, a thousand square feet would be too much, I think. Too much to clean. But I do miss having affordable housing um, that's decently sized. I mean, I wouldn't say everywhere in the U.S. is affordable, obviously, but I'd say the standard of apartments is much bigger than in Europe and, well, at least in Germany and in South Korea. Mm -hmm. Much bigger. Something I'm enjoying in Germany this week is the German summer weather. It's going to get hotter. I know it's going to be insanely hot thanks global warming. But so far, it actually reminds me a lot of Michigan summers when we have summers that aren't too humid. Some summers are really humid and some are just kind of mild like this. And Germany is really dry in general, at least Berlin is. Um, it's super dry here, but the dry heat is much more comfortable than the super humid, typhoon-filled, cloudy, insanely hot summers in Korea that go from like mid-May until like October, which is like half, almost half the year. 
of just hot and sand. And summers are not fun. Yeah, not just only hot is fine, but the humidity is the problem. Not just the humidity, but the typhoons and the monsoons. But as for now, like in the evenings, it still cools down at night, so you can just mm-hmm. sit it's outside. It's kind of co- kind of cold. Yeah, which is evening. really nice because you can just open the window and. Yeah. yeah, so I really like the the German summer so far. It's pretty good. Yeah. After after I coming from Korea, it. living there for seven summers, yeah. yeah. I think we're about done with this week's episode. Now that we've discussed our experiences as a couple in an unfamiliar place, next week we'll be talking about how rough it is to make friends, find a community, and struggle to assimilate to a new culture. Do we fit in here? Yes, we just have to wait and see what we think next week. In the meantime, thank you for joining us, a husband and wife duo. And our cat Bobo. As we try to make sense of the world living in a culture that's not our own. That's a wrap. Bobo, you got something to say? Bye, guys. Bye.